Dream Baby Dream podcast. Welcome back to Dream Baby Dream. It is just me, TC here, (laughs) Taylor, and boy has it been a while. Look, I know we said we were taking a break from Splendor in July, and it is now December, and I seem to be down a host. Um, A lot has changed. So basically, we had every intention of returning after Splendor, but then I jumped straight into filming Tasting Lemons, where I was co-director alongside my good friend Savannah. Honestly, one of the best experiences, life-changing experiences of my entire life, um, and we'll definitely talk about that later. But um, And then after that, Amy got deathly sick, and then I lost my voice, and it just all kept escalating from there. Um, now you're probably wondering where AC is. So basically Amy and I have different levels of love and hate towards the pod and her love wasn't enough to outweigh the negatives because she just got so much else going on at the moment, um, between us working on our short film last scene, which is so exciting and we cannot wait to share it with you guys. Um, and Amy also auditioning and getting callbacks for the acting schools this year. It was just too much for her to continue to have on her plate. Um, we've had lots of conversations about it and this is a decision that we've made. Um, but me on the other hand, I love to talk. I love having this outlet, not just for myself, but for the people who listen and for the people that I interview as well. Um, So I'm a little bit nervy and anxious about taking over the pod all on my own, Uh, but I hope you guys continue to love it and continue to listen and support me. Um, I'm going to try and keep this episode short and sharp because we interviewed a very exciting guest a few months back and I have been dying to get this episode out for so long. Amy was with me when we interviewed Dave Newman, so please enjoy our last interview together because this episode is just an absolute cracker. Um, throwing it all the way back to Dave Newman in the studio. We edit out bits of fucker. Of course. Of course. We'll make you sound very good. No, okay. it's not a steal. Sure it won't be hard. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, and we are in the studio with Dave Newman. Hi, Dave. How are you? Hey, I'm very good, ladies. How are you? We're very good. We're very grateful to Dave. He's been up since 4am. He flew from Sydney this morning and then is flying back to Sydney right after this. So we're very grateful. He didn't come specifically for no. us. <laughs> oh, I did. I did. We We just kind of grabbed him while he was here. We were like, yeah, half an hour. They grabbed me by the hand. We, we forced him here. <laughs> if only I had some. <laughs> A little bit there. A little bit. I don't know. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> so cute. Um, we're going to start off with I have prepped you on this. We're going to start off. We want to know your most embarrassing story in the industry, something that made you crawl into a hole, want to die. We want it. We're starting with that. We're starting yeah, with that. We, we need to break the ice. We need oh, to humanize you a God. bit. You know, just, you know. Start off on the right, right foot. All right. So when I was 18, so let's oh, just say. Oh, I'm going right back. Yeah. Cool. It's not that old. No, I <laughs> okay. Last century. <laughs> no, I, no, was, okay. I was doing a show at the Opera House called The Merry Widow for Opera Australia. And they invited me. They said, oh, we'd love you to come play this other role because the the other role is at the Mozart's The Magic Flute and it's all turn at night so you could do both and get double the work. I thought I was special. But then I found out I was 
the only one with the exact measurements to fit the polar bear outfit. Oh. <laughs> so, and we're not talking any polar bear outfit. We're talking a $10,000 lifelike polar bear outfit where you're on all fours oh. and you're like platforms on the shoes and you're grabbing these grips and you're, in, you're tied into this costume. Right? There's no getting out once you're in it. Oh. So it was all going fine. And, you know, all these animals come on stage and we're mesmerised by the magic flute and oh. we do all these movements and stuff. Well, anyway, one day I went to the beach and I got really sunburned. And the dresser said to me, oh, look, you're really sunburned. How about we just put a towel over the back of your head and that'll help the costume like rubbing up against you. Mm. And you don't put the head on until you're just about to go on stage because it's really, it's huge, this, oh this costume. So anyway, we're just about to go on stage. He puts the towel on behind me and then the head goes on and then you're tied into this costume, yeah? Yeah. And the only way I knew where I was on stage is through my breathing hole, which is about the size of your palm, which is under the chin of the polar bear. And so I only knew where I was on stage by the directions of the floorboards that ran from backstage to front stage. Mm -hmm. So I'm in the opera theatre, there's 1,600 people, (gasps) opera lovers, and as I take my fourth step on stage, the towel falls over my head and over my breathing hole. So... (gasps) I'm in front of 1,600 people at the opera house in freaking serious opera, the magic flu. I don't know where I am. <laughs> Did you breathe? No. <laughs> so not only was I asphyxiating and losing kilos by the second, I didn't know where I was. So oh then God. I thought... What a way to die. I'm, <laughs> here, I'm here now. I might as well just wing it and just listen. Because... You know, whenever the magic flute goes off, all the animals kind of turn to one side towards the flute. Anyway, I'm thinking, I know where I am. (laughs) So anyway, the magic flute goes off and I turn my head in a particular direction. And I've been really serious. I'd studied polar bear (laughs) movement qualities and the whole bit, yeah. So I had it all down. And there's several parts where we react to the flute. I could start to hear the audience laughing. Which isn't a good sign in serious opera, you know? Anyway, next thing thing you know, there's the part where it comes up where the animals dance. And I'd worked out this routine in my polar bear outfit where I would cartwheel. (laughs) Rather than thinking, hold it, Dave, just hold it, play it safe. I go, nah, I can't let the audience miss the cartwheel. I cartwheel into the wall. The set, the whole set starts shaking and people start to laugh like it's roaring. People are laughing. And then it got to the part where I had to get off stage because that part was over. I had to bump my nose into the wall until I found the door. (laughs) The orchestra had to stop. The conductor had to stop the orchestra and finally there was this huge cheer as I finally found my way off stage. They were like, yes, he did it. He made it off. The dresser undoes my my tie thing and tie gets me out and I'm like... (gasps) (laughs) It was a shocker. And the chorus come on straight after me. They were 
pissing themselves. Oh. They were like, the whole next bit was a mess because they were laughing their heads off. Anyway, I, I started to think, oh my God, I'm 18, I'm at the opera house, oh. I've just completely it up. Sabotage. And you can then, swear on this podcast as well. Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> I fucked up. <laughs> and then I get this, I, like everyone's mortified, I'm mortified. I go home, the next day I come in to a card from the director of the opera saying fabulous moment of theatre don't ever fucking do it again <laughs> and in the Sydney Morning Herald they have this thing called column 8 where it's like quirky things yeah you and it, it was a story about a drunk polar bear <laughs> on the opera house stage last night I was mortified I just thought I was going to die so that's my embarrassing story oh my god see I thought the whole embarrassing part was that you were the polar bear I didn't actually know it was going to that was a serious role and I took it seriously I mean I suppose at least not many people would have known it was you in the polar bear suit like everyone that mattered did yeah Yeah. I'm just trying to make you feel better Dave I'm just trying to make you feel better yeah I've worked through it in therapy and oh, I'm over it. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. I actually didn't realise that you were an actor as well as a casting director. Do you still act or is oh, it... Oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. Okay. I don't You've want to seen work the other hard. side and you don't want no, to... No, no, now I'm on the dark side yes, of the force. Yes, all right. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, how long ago did you move to Sydney? Oh, I've been... I'm a Sydney boy. Oh. Yeah, I well, grew great. up in Sydney, worked in Sydney, started casting in Sydney and then... It was about 10 years ago or so that Tom and I joined forces. Mm. So he's up here and then I'm in Sydney. So I guess I was going to ask you how the Sydney casting world differs from other parts of Australia, but do you have much experience casting in other parts? Well, we're kind of lucky enough to work on really nice projects that are like national or international projects. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't really matter. It's, it's, you know, we kind of, the, the, probably the biggest actor population is in Sydney. Yeah. Um, and Tom looks after Queensland. We all we look after it all. We share mm. all the gigs. And then when we need to, prior to COVID, we um, would go to Melbourne and audition there. But most of the time, as you know, it's self-tapes now. It, it is. is. Yeah. That is one of our questions. How has the casting landscape changed since COVID? I think it was actually changing before COVID. Mm. And then COVID accelerated mm. the change. Yes. Yeah. You know, we cast... Um, a film called Blacklight with Liam mm-hmm. Neeson. Yeah. And it was the first film that I've ever worked on where we completely cast it from self-tapes. Wow. Right in the middle of big lockdown COVID times. Wow. Um, and the thing with with that is, is, you know, if we're auditioning in the room, we have a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. And we kind of like to take our time. So it's yeah. like 20 minutes a person. Yeah. If you're doing a lead role and it's three two three roles you want to give someone at least 20 minutes for us to work through it play with it then show the best takes which means you can only see a certain amount of people when um we had no choice but to really embrace self-tapes it meant we actually widened who we could see yeah so we ended up seeing more people than we ever have yeah and there there were actors who did self-tapes that probably wouldn't have made it into the room with us Mm. just because of timing but because of that self-tape, they ended up in roles opposite Liam Neeson. Wow. And that wouldn't have happened unless we'd, we'd had to spread it really wide with That's self-tape. Crazy. So it actually worked. Yeah. So were you less inclined to hire unknown actors then if you were just casting from self-tapes or it didn't really matter? It's who's best for the role. Yeah. Mm. You know, okay. it doesn't really matter. that Like the guy I'm thinking of on, on Blacklight, 
barely done anything. Yeah, I, I remember seeing, uh, hearing that story and feeling a pang of you jealousy. Know. Yeah, <laughs> and he just did this really amazing self-tape. They fell in love with him immediately and he spent three months on, on set. That's great. So it was just one tape and he had the role. And then I think it was one tape. I think we may have done a recall via mm-hmm. Zoom, but that, that was it. Oh. Yeah. Amazing. Um, You've got to believe it can happen. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll try. We'll keep, we'll keep trying to <laughs> um, What grabs your attention when profiles are in front of you? Like, actor profiles? Yes. Uh, so if it's an actor picture, mm-hmm. I want that picture to look like the person that's going to walk in the room yes. or is going to walk on a set. You know, I, I get a bit scared of these star shots where you can almost see the ching off their teeth, <laughs> you know, because no one looks like that. It's no. just, you know, I, I, I want a good, honest picture of you, um, you know, a short, you know, like a short show is a good show, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, keep it succinct, leave mm-hmm. us wanting more. Um, don't embellish if, if... If you don't have the experience. If you don't have that, everyone's <laughs> got to start somewhere. Yeah. You know, if Kate Blanchett can fit her CV on like a page and a half, two pages, I don't know why I need to know why someone was apple blossom queen in year eight, you know? It's a university short film in 2013. Yeah, Yeah, but a short film's great. That's all right. I would sometimes rather see a short film than a showreel. Does it matter how long ago it was? If you're a fetus and now you're you're 30, yes, it does. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Um, how important is the look for you when casting a role as opposed to, I guess, their ability? Like, do you... You can't have one without the other. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind you of know, like hand it's, in it's hand. Someone can look amazing and the camera loves them, but they can't put a sentence together. Yeah. You know, and other people, you know, there's other people that just glow in the dark. They mm. may not be your traditional movie star look but their personality yeah, their who their they ability. are just shines and i've got to say you know it's, it's different for every role mm. you know some role give gives us parameters and we need to provide people that fit those parameters but you know most of the time it, it part of our job is to give them that but it's also our job to um Look outside the box. Yeah. Throwing curveballs. We call them curveball uh, auditions or yeah. curveball thoughts where it could be someone completely off brief. But we know that within that actor is something that could be really Potential, special in the yeah. role. Um, that actually ties into my next question, which is how often has the person you've cast for a role been completely different from the character brief? Just a complete... There's someone every show. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Mm thing is, part of our job also is to see maybe something within actors that perhaps the actors themselves don't even yeah. see. You know, I, I don't want... You know, a lot of actors, I hate it when an actor asks me the question of, what do you think is my time? What's my brand? <laughs> Tom loves that, my spice. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah your spice, spice is, right. is different yeah. from... <clears throat> trying to be square peg in a round hole. Yeah, yeah. You know, your spice is exactly what we need. Yeah. You know, um, I forgot the point I was going to say, but it's, um, (laughs) yeah, there, it's, if an actor's 
trying to be something they're not. What I want to see is an actor's interpretation mm. of the role. Yeah. You know, and if we, we may see that within an actor, the actor doesn't see it, and then we throw it at them. You know, and I've had actors yeah. say to me, I'm not right for this, why, why am I here? And you just want to go... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's like, come on, play. <laughs> Dave just headbutted the mic. Yeah. Uh, just, just I did. I didn't actually make contact. <laughs> he did it. He did but it. For contact. But watch out. No, um, I totally get that because I actually just submitted a tape um, for an audition for a short film that my agent put me for, and... When I got the brief, I was like, should I be offended? Because I got one that said, not generically beautiful. I said, oh, thank you. I'm hoping that not all briefs are like that. I'm hoping that briefs are better worded than that. Yeah, never mind. TV commercials can be brutal. They can be brutal. For context, I'm I'm 23, um, and the brief was for an... Early 30s Christian mum. And I was like, wow. You've got the hair for that. Well, see, that's why I thought maybe yeah. that they were going for like a Julianne Moore carry type, yeah, you that. know, vibe. And I was like, you know, that's fine. And, like, and, I, and I did it. I found the only button-up shirt that I own because everything else is crop tops. Because every Christian wears a button-up. Well, I, as opposed to crop tops. I was, I was like, <laughs> what mum shirt do I own? <laughs> so, um, but no, um, I'd be excited if I got it, but also offended. I don't know. Look, I, f- I find sometimes actors need to throw it out there and I respect an actor that says no. Mm. You know, if we throw something at them that's too out there and they go, oh, You're kidding. I'd, yeah. I'd rather shoot myself. Yeah. Wow. Um, Does that happen often? Yeah, it does happen. Wow. It does happen. Oh, and I actually... Never. <laughs> he doesn't do anything. I actually <laughs> love it when there's an honest actor who can make a decision. Wow. Right. You know, a lot of actors... You know, the last thing you want to do is a role that you're not into, you We're don't agree desperate. with. <laughs> you don't agree with, and then you get there and you hate yourself yeah, for doing true. it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like yeah. life's too short. Absolutely. You know, I would much rather an actor be upfront and honest. And then if I'm really passionate about it, I can go, okay, this is why I think you're right for uh, it. You'll push right. them a bit. Yeah. You know, if, if I think, but otherwise I'll just go, hey, I, 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 sometimes a no is as good as a yes, yeah. rather than waiting on an audition that's never going to come yeah yeah of course yeah fair enough um i've got a question so i recently got um requested for a self self tape by the same casting agent i was wondering casting director and i was wondering if that is that on purpose do you remember people or would that be coincidental okay Honestly, so that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a great okay. thing if you're yeah. doing something bad we wouldn't be asking again yeah okay you know that's good um I remember every audition you do is an investment in your, into your future. Yeah. And I, I find, you know, the ones, you know, if there's, if there's an audition and it's like a seven car pile up on a freeway in a blizzard about to be hit by a tsunami, it's that bad. <laughs> I don't remember those ones. You know? Yeah. I, unless they're really funny. Yeah. Unless they're really funny. Um, I, but a good audition, and I pretty much on hard drives have every audition that I've ever wow. had or, or, you know, asked for for the last 20 years. Wow, that's a good and bad thing. And the weird, <laughs> the weird, thing, the weird thing for me is, is that I won't remember your name, which is really good for casting, <laughs> but it'll be who was that dodgy bastard that played <laughs> that role. I'll remember the role on the project. Yeah. And then I'll go back to my hard drives. I'll find the role, find the project, and wow. then you've got an audition in 48 hours and you have no idea that it's come because there's 
That's awesome. There was some kind of quality to you in that audition. You might not have been right for that project and you didn't get it. Yeah. But there was something about the audition that was really honest or true or, or exciting. Yeah. Might not have fitted that project. Yeah, wow. But yeah, they're the ones they're the ones I remember. Well yeah, on the mm. flip side I was gonna say if an actor does a bad audition with you, how likely are you to give them a second chance? You know, I learned a long time ago that <laughs> if you're an actor <laughs> and you're aspiring to a forty year career, mm-hmm. are you ever gonna have a bad day in the office? Mm. Yes. I look when I was acting, I did auditions that were crimes against the arts. <laughs> you know? We all had one. And and yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, and over a forty year career there's gonna be times when your headspace isn't there. There's gonna be times when your life is falling apart yeah. and then you have to go in an audition. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I I just think we're all in this industry together. Yeah. Um if an actor rings and says or an agent rings and says, Hey, such and such has gone on in confidentiality, you know, in, in confidence. Mm. Of course I'm going to see them again. Yeah. You know, we all have, you know, active mental health and well-being is, is huge. It's not spoken about enough. Mm. And it's something that all aspects of the industry need to be mindful of. Mm. It's so nice to hear you say that. <laughs> it's important. Yeah. It's important, yeah. you know. You're not necessarily a bad actor, you just had a It's bad good that day. you can gauge that as well. Like, yeah. can you tell right away when an actor enters the room if they're not there mentally if they're not having a good day just depends you know i've had you know i had one hideous situation where an actor came in and they did this amazing audition and as soon as i said cut on the last take she burst into tears and she'd had a miscarriage the day before It was like, I was like, wow. why are you here, sweetheart? Let's call someone. Oh. Let's, And she was holding on until that audition That's to get that done. Bumps. You know, yeah. she did an incredible job and, and so brave. Oh, but she got the role. <laughs> I can't remember, to be honest. <laughs> I was so kind of distraught at her distress. Yeah, wow. You know, we're, we're not just, you know... The minute we treat actors like sausages, like a sausage factory, we're going to get sausage. And I would much rather, you know, the complete antithesis of that. Humanise, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Do you have specific agencies that you approach first when looking for actors? Um, How important is it being with a high-profile agent? Um, And will you find the right actor regardless of who they've signed with? Regardless of who they've signed with. You good, know, good, um, good, 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 good. just just remember that yes, we need some profile actors mm-hmm. um, because they're basically going to pay everybody else's wages. Yeah, yes. because they're going to get the the film funded. Funded. Yeah, and you know, at the beginning of the process, sometimes we're not necessarily sure where that profile person might land. Mm. So you audition wide, and then once that profile person gets locked in. It's great because that means they don't have a budget for profile people in every role yeah. and that opens up every other role for who's actually right for the role. Oh, yeah, that's cool. so true. It's a mm. budget thing. You can't have... You can't just have a million all stars. Star yeah. 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 No, no one's, no one's got that budget. <laughs> wow. yeah. You know, um, okay. and yeah, once you get your one or two profile, profile actors, mm. they end up, you know, pretty much earning opportunities for every other actor. Yeah, yeah. cool. That makes sense. 
And do you think it's a good thing casting no-name actors just because audiences don't associate them with other characters? Like it, it's Sometimes. A, yeah. I've, I've, I've suggested actors sometimes that have a profile and the director's gone, oh, I think they're fantastic, but I think the I audience... hated them in that, yeah. Well, not, no, <laughs> yeah. not that they hated them in that, rather yeah. that they loved them in that, but yeah. they're worried that in this particular role, the audience may go to who they are yeah. rather than the story we're telling. Yeah, to separate. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, oh, we've really flown through these questions. We're pretty much... We've On only fire. got a couple <laughs> left. Um, I had a few Sydney questions, but I feel like I kind of know the answer just because everything's changing with Let COVID. Let me judge Yeah, <laughs> all right. I'm going throw to them, throw them at you any, <laughs> anyway. I was going to say, um, are you more inclined to hire a Sydney actor for a Sydney-based project? Look, there's some roles that are open to wherever because you've got to get that right. Yeah. And then once again, it comes down to budget. And this works for Queensland all the time, you know. Um, once those certain roles are cast and we've looked there, the local actors are going to get a really... Um, how can I put it? They're going to get a really discerning look mm. first because if they, if they can find the right actor locally then that saves on budget and timing mm. and all that kind of stuff and gives them more flexibility, if that yeah. makes sense. Say if shoots change in this day and age, shoots change all the time. So it, it, it works both ways. Yeah. Mm. And do you think Sydney-based actors are at an advantage? Would you be encouraging actors to move to Sydney? No, my advice is be where the heart is and be where mm. the support network is. Yeah, great. And then be the gypsy for work. Yes. Yeah. That's good to know. That's what we're doing. Nothing. <laughs> I, I've seen so many actors that have moved to Sydney and they've come into the room and they're miserable. Yeah. And they're living in a they're bed sitter. Alone. They're living yeah. in a bed sitter in a <laughs> shitty part of town and they don't have a support network. Yeah. It's just soul crushing, you know? Yeah. And at this day and age with self tapes, mm. yeah. you can yeah, audition you can from anywhere, yeah. wherever you are. Yeah. That. Yeah, great. Um, I have another question um, that I actually thought the other day when I was editing a self-tape. There, I loved the self-tape, but there was one line that I just hated. And I was thinking... Was it the best take? It was the best take. and I I'd would, rather see the exactly, best take. Exactly, and I was thinking, <laughs> is she going to judge me for this one line? Am I not going to get the job because of this line? <laughs> one line. Or Look, she be able to you take it? that risk. Yeah. But I honestly, I, I, I know when I get take 45. Yeah. Because the life is wrung out of it. It may yeah. be the best line read, the best lighting and the best sound, mm. but I guarantee you the best takes are usually in one, two or three. Yes. Yeah. If your Absolutely. mental prep is, is and, and your prep for the role is on point, it'll be in one, two and three. And I'd much rather perhaps a flawed mm. take in some aspect yeah. than what I call the cardboard auditions, because they yeah. all end up so being rather flat. everyone perfectly, but there's no There's no, no life. I want to get the defibrillator out and go, yeah. clear! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Fair enough. Um, we Did you have any other questions I before this first one? Cool. We did ask Tom this question, and we loved his answer, so we'd love to hear. Oh, no pressure. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, so... You might say the same thing. <laughs> yeah, you might. Um, what is one thing you wish all actors knew from a casting director's perspective? There's no right or wrong. Okay. It's... It's... Yeah. <laughs> it's I think... Going from being an actor 
to thinking that everyone on the other side of the camera were these entities who were perfect and knew exactly what they wanted and it was all laid out, you know, they, they had a vision and a plan. I don't like that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a creative industry, yeah. you know. Um, it's not a failure. It's a, um, once again, 40-year career. You know, you're going to have the thing, some things where you fall on your face. It's okay not to be perfect. You know, yeah. there is no such thing as perfect. And those things that you have within you as actors that make you up as a person is what is going to engage us. So you have everything within you to be successful. You just need to trust. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Goosebumps, blue tongs, answer out of the water. <laughs> 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 and we're out. <laughs> okay, Dave, um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We literally feel so privileged that we could even have half an hour of your time on your oh, very, look, very it's, tight it's, schedule. Remember, we're all in this industry together. That's it. And the more that we see each other as just people Absolutely. and, you know, people... Um, People only have as much power as others want to give them. Mm, yeah. And, you know, I don't feel very powerful. But <laughs> if an actor comes in and hands over their power because they they think I'm in a position of power, it's like, I don't want your power, you know. Yeah. I want you to use it in your audition. I, I want an actor to come into the room, retain their power, have an opinion, um, be, be ready to engage, be confident, yeah. just know that they have something to offer. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Well, That's if, vital. If it makes you feel better, I now see you as the guy in the polar bear suit that yes. made a fool of himself. And so will every bloody person that <laughs> listens to this freaking podcast. I was I was afraid to even ask you to come on here. I don't know why. I thought that you would just... No. You were like, oh, this is... Yeah, no, no, no. Well, this scares the shit out of me. <laughs> why? Us, yeah, us too. It scares well, the shit out of me. I did, thank God there's no camera. Oh, well, see, because yeah. yeah, then I'd be a withering mess. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, fair enough. Yeah. No. If you've ever seen me do an interview on camera, I'm like a thunderbird. <laughs> Those old cartoon characters, and I just, I can't look at it. I just want to. It's just so let's, good let's to Google break that down that barrier and have that dialogue with a casting director because you're kind of these mythical beings to us. Mm. We send you tapes. We don't ever hear back from you very rude <laughs> yeah sorry about that sorry about that we are working with the meaa to find um ways of like the uk they have a yes no policy oh, oh, that would be so casting directors through the casting guild have been talking to casting networks and showcast yeah to find ways that we can go okay this role is now cast so we can stop waiting. Yeah, yeah. your yeah. agent, your agent can then go in and check the status of the role, and they'll go like they'll look on show cast, cast yes or no, and if it's yes, then your agent can say the role's gone. Wow. You know, it's been cast. That's so you know, Let's that's that. that's one aspect that we're we're working on and hope to get better at. That would be in great. The or even like to say when you've started culling people, or you've like. Even just knowing like, the status of where you know, the I find <laughs> if any agent pops me an email and says, "Hey, is there any news in such and such?" I'll give them an update. That's great, right? Yeah. You know, uh, and I know most directors will give them an up- update. Yeah. But the thing is, you know, there are some shows we work on that, from the time of audition, it could be two, three months before the role is sorted. 
And we can't let people know or release them until we know, until it's, because don't forget, you can offer a role to an actor, but that actor may have another gig and turn it down. Wow. Wouldn't that be a So, yeah. (laughs) But, you know, and, and from the casting side, we can't sort of, let you know if it's obvious that you're not going to get the role then we can say to your agent hey look didn't get this one look forward to seeing them next time Mm -hmm. um but if you kind of still in the mix which is where you want to be yeah of course it's really hard to give an answer sometimes in a timely manner and that's not great but it's you know yeah it's something we're working on and when you when you get told you're on hold for something yeah that is it then you're down to the final few. Okay, I was going to say, so it's it's only a couple left. It's Usually. Not like, okay. Usually. It can be different for TV yeah, commercials. Yeah. You know, TV commercials, they might put 10 on hold. Yeah. Whereas yeah. for film and TV, usually it's down to, once you're on hold, it's usually... You're the last few. Wow. I don't know if there's better or worse. I know. It's like it's I'm like, on hold and then yeah. I didn't get it. It's like they kind of liked yeah. me, but not enough. But you know, I find directors remember actors that were on hold. Oh, we'll be right, going through yeah. casting lists and roles and they'll go, oh, I saw someone on this project that didn't get the role, but they'd be really great at this. Great. Awesome. So it's a, it's a group effort. Yeah, I feel we, a lot more hopeful. No, we went great. on a bit of a tangent at the end there, but that's so fine. I that's, could ask you yeah, I could ask you a million questions for years. Yeah, and I've got a plane to catch. Yeah, I know, <laughs> you do. You do. <laughs> miss this flight. So please fly safe. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, and we, we hope loved to this see chat. you. Yeah, we did. We hope to see you next time you um, fly over. Whenever that will be. We know you're a very, very busy man. But or if we're on something that you've got. Oh, if you want to get a few scrimmages on Well, I look forward to seeing you in a dodgy casting room at some stage. Great. That's wonderful. All right. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, thank Dave. You. Bye. Bye. A massive thanks to Dave. Uh, We had so much fun interviewing him and felt so much gratitude that he spared some time out of his hectic schedule to sit down with us. Um, This will be the last episode for 2022 and I'm going to work on how I can keep the pod interesting when it's just me and my interviewee, of course, um, in your ears. Definitely going to miss my partner in crime, AC, but we both got so much other stuff going on. This is definitely the best decision. And look, who knows? Maybe I'll be interviewing her (laughs) sometime soon. Um, Our last artist of the week for 2022 is a band I've seen live a few times who have a fun habit of opening for the band slowly, slowly at their live gigs. Um, They're called Friends of Friends and they have kindly sent me their song Human, which is one of my favorites. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode um, and I'm so excited to be back in your ears solo next year. Thank you for all the support and keep dreaming.
fun. 